Hey, what is up, guys? It is Ben Rap back here with another episode of Daily B Rap Podcast. You already know what it is. It's another Survivor episode. Told you I'm watching Winners at War, Season 40, all winners. It's a promising season so far, given my analysis. I'm sorry I wasn't available to do this last night. One-time thing. I promise I'm going to be here every single night. <clears throat> so, let's get right into it, because last time I was a little pressed for time. At the end, my voice was sort of trailing off towards the end. Um, I forget how many listeners we had last time, but it was a decent amount. So, I don't know if anybody that listens to the podcast is into Survivor. Uh, but whatever, let's do it. Uh, so, this podcast is actually... Uh, just going to focus on the general gameplay. Uh, I'm not going to go too in-depth, keeping it l- shorter than 15 minutes. Uh, so, yeah, let's get right into it. We're going to go episode 2 through 4. So this analysis of episode 2 through 4. Uh, I'm going to talk about the vote-outs. I'm going to give my thoughts on who's doing well, who's not. Uh, I'm going to give my general thoughts on the season. And then I'm going to finish off with some more talk about the Edge of Extinction and Fire Token Twist. So let's get right into it. So we started off with that double episode where Natalie and Amber were voted off. And I talked about how those were not so much strategic votes just based off of previous connections, right? Natalie connected to people like Jeremy from her past game. Amber, obviously huge connection to Boston Rob. People were worried about that. And so I said that I don't think that those vote outs uh, or really telling of much strategy, and then there's not much that Amber or Natalie could have done. And while the votes are certainly a little more strategic, uh, I think they definitely are still about connections because, and, I, and I'll talk about why as we go through. So the three people that have been voted out through episodes two to four are Danny, Ethan, and Tyson. Uh, and so I'll start with Danny because she was the first. Uh, Danny, full disclosure, is someone who I have not watched. It's one of the few seasons I haven't watched, season 11. Um, from what I heard, she's, she's a decent winner. Um, but, you know, the brief time she got, honestly, she didn't look too impressive to me. She had that slip up where she revealed the quote unquote old school alliance right in front of Ben. Uh, that that was really an amateur move. Um, and Danny's vote out, it was a unanimous, I think that, you know, at, at that point, Boston, Rob, and Poverty just, just had to do it. But it is, you know, it is pretty clear starting from Danny that, you know, that, that newer crop of players, uh, you know, Jeremy, uh, guys like that, Jeremy, Nick, Ben, guys like that, they're they're focused on on getting out the old school players. So we see that from Danny. Then we see the same thing through Ethan. You know, Ethan is a very old school player, and the new school guys they wanted to break apart his connection with Boston Rob. They wanted to weaken Boston Rob, who had that great moment, by the way, where he he got everybody to dump out their bags and and reveal who had the idol, which which didn't work. Uh, because of Denise's savviness, but still just shows you how dominant Boston Rob is able to be. Uh, anyway, so Ethan, you know, he has connections. So honestly, there there was some strategy. I think that there was some room 
for for moving around with the Ethan vote especially uh, because of because of Adam mostly, which I'll get to. Uh, and then and then you had Tyson, who honestly, you know, I I think that in general, from what I've seen, it's fair to say that the game doesn't really start until the merge. I I am a strong believer in the idea that you should not be completely strategizing until the merge because again, the jury is not looking at what you've done pre-merge when they're deciding a winner. And they're honestly not even deciding what you do immediately after the merge. It's really final eight, final seven, where the strategy starts to heavily come in play and your actions are really, really looked at by the jury. So, you know, obviously there's strategy in any in any season, but I think that in this particular season, there's there's not that I, I'll, I'll rephrase that you know there's not that much pre-merge strategy in any season but I think there's even less in this one because again of how worried everybody is of those previous connections and that's clear with Tyson again that poker alliance which I know nothing about but apparently is important he also had that sort of bromance so to speak with Boston Rob anyways that's my take I think that as we get through the game that will sort of fade uh, anyways I'm going to get to my section about who's doing well and who's not doing well, like I said I would. Um, so yeah, let's get right into it. So the people that I have doing well uh, are Boston Rob, Yule, and Michelle. Those are the people that I have doing well. And the people that I have not doing so well are Adam and Sarah. And so I'm going to get right into it. Uh, Boston Rob, his alliance has been targeted. Uh, so, you know, I'm not sure about the future of his game, but he's had some good moments. Uh, he doesn't look like the same Boston Rob. But he has shown flashes of the former Boston Rob, that dominant sort of player. Uh, and it, it speaks to how good of a player Boston Rob is because he was able to dominate in some seasons that arguably didn't have the greatest crop of players. But in a season of all winners, you know, you look at what he's done in a few episodes. He had that moment that I spoke about where he got everybody to dump out their bags. Uh, he had a what looked like a good conversation with Michelle. You know, he, he looked like he had a good rapport with Michelle. He didn't let Adam bully him into voting for who, for Parvati or someone like that, um, which I'll get to in a second. And, and he tried to flip it on Adam, which didn't work. Uh, but we did see in the most recent episode where Tyson was voted out, he was trying to, to move on Adam, to make a move on Adam. And it looks like, you know, he, he was convincing Jeremy. So that's something to monitor. I think Boston Rob's playing a strong game. He's dominant. He's in control like he usually is. And that's a good thing for Boston Rob. Then we have Yule. Yule is someone who I don't remember him so well specifically. But I remember that broadly he was an extremely dominant player. He was, I remember he described himself as sort of this mafia boss player that always had control like a Kim sort of Boston Rob type player and you know we haven't seen that much we haven't seen that many big moves from Yule 
But what we have seen is a lot of, you know, thinking. It's clear that Yule is thinking. It's clear that he's built good relationships. And so I think that Yule right now has a good path into the merch. I think he's doing well. And the last person I'll say is Michelle, who I don't know if she's doing well by her own strategy, but she did say she did want to change people's opinions of her. Obviously, she had a controversial win. Uh, Personally, I think Aubrey should have won that season. You know, I don't know if Michelle's doing this purposely, but it looks like she has an easy path into the merge as well. Her name has not been coming up. She's been doing fine in the challenges. So, uh, yeah, you know, I think Michelle's an easy path into the merge. Uh, Then, who I think is not doing well? Uh, I'll start with Adam, who I think, well... Adam, in, in his original season, my opinion of Adam was, was you know, so-so. He wasn't the most entertaining character, uh, personality. I like I David more. Uh, but he was strategic. I don't think he's one of the greatest winners, but certainly a strong player. And then I think that in season, in this season, he's just been so cocky. You know, he's two times already, he's gone to the... He's gone to members of this old school alliance trying to vote out some of them. And, you know, in the confessionals, he's like, this is a risky move, but I can pull it off, you know, as if nobody can pull it off but Adam. And it was just so careless, so reckless. It backfired completely. Both times he got himself in trouble. Uh, and I, I'm just not liking the extreme cockiness from Adam. And I don't think it's been serving him well either. He's clearly on the bottom. Uh, and we were sort of left off with that moment where Boston Rob was bad-mouthing him to Jeremy. So who knows? You know, I think he could be potentially voted out. And then we have Sarah, who, you know, is flying a little bit under the radar. But what I don't like about Sarah is that I watched her season, Kagayan, and one of the things that did her in was the Cops R Us alliance she had with Tony where, you know, she was like, I trust Tony. He's a cop. Cop sticks together. And then in the confessionals, Tony was like, yeah, I'm telling Sarah we're, we're in this Cops R Us alliance, but I, don't, I really don't give a crap. You know, and Tony didn't care, didn't care at all about her. And now, you know, she's like trusting Tony. She trusted him to go on that little sneak mission, which, by the way, was, was awesome, I thought. Um... And so I don't like what I've been seeing from Sarah. I don't know why she's trusting Tony. I think that's a bad decision. And I think it may come back to haunt her. All right. I only have four minutes left. I'm running out of time. I'm going to go to my general thoughts on the season. Actually, no, I'm going to skip the general thoughts on the season. I think I can do that another time. Uh, I'm going to go right to Edge of Extinction and the Fire Tokens because I just am running out of time here. Um... All right, so Edge of Extinction, you know, we've seen it developing. I honestly wasn't sure how it was going to work, but it seems like eventually there's just going to be one tribe completely on Edge of Extinction. Uh, And from a casting point of view, it's pretty clear what they're trying to do. From a production point of view, they're trying to make it so that even if a player is voted off first, it's not the last you see of that player, you know. They know that some of these people are favorite players, they're loved by many fans and for a lot of them it's the last time they play so they don't want you know they don't want them to go away so quickly they want to give them as much screen time as possible and i'm not sure how i feel about that you know it is nice 
but at the same time, it takes away from the rest of the season. And I do think that the gimmicks are are being taken a little bit too far with specifically with the fire tokens. You know, it's one thing to have something like Edge of Extinction, Redemption Island, where a player is voted back in. You know, I'm not I'm not even so crazy about that because I just don't understand how a player can be voted off first and then and then just come back like in the final five, you know, like what what we see what we saw from Ozzy in, in season twenty three on Tina in season twenty seven where they were voted out early off in in the merge and then they come back in like the final four. Uh, I just don't think that makes much sense. But you know, I, I will tolerate that because as I said, for the sake of the survival of the game of Survivor, you need those new twists so that people keep coming back. Uh, one second, I'm just going to take a drink here. Oh, you know what I realized? I should, I should have paused it. I'm still learning. I didn't realize that I had the pause, the pause feature. I've never used it before. I'm actually going to pause. Sorry, pause. Well, obviously you guys didn't see that pause because I pressed the pause, but there was actually just a, like a 30-second pause where I was getting a snack, which is cool. I should, I should rely on the pause feature a little more. Anyways, what was I saying? Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I can tolerate that because at the end of the day, the twists are what are going to keep people coming back. And no matter how much you hate or love the twists, at the end of the day, I firmly believe that if not for the twist, Survivor would have died out. Because the game has gone through many twists, many of which were loved, many of which were hated. But it did help evolve the game, evolve the strategy. So whatever. What I don't like is the way in which players on Ex- Edge of Extinction Island, whatever, can impact the game from the island. I, I just, I don't like that. Uh, I also think it's ridiculous. You know, I just don't think the gimmick works. These are winners. I don't think any of them are just going to raise that white flag. So I don't get that. And I don't like how they can affect the game because they are voted out. You know, you still want to show them, give them a chance to get back in at the end. I get that. I don't like how they can get back into the game, you know, or, or like accumulate fire tokens, which will give them some sort of advantage. I don't know. I don't love how they can affect the game because they were voted out. It's just, I don't know. More next, more tomorrow.